Hello there, you're listening to the Table Talk podcast with me, Paddy McGuinness. And me, Christine McGuinness. This series is all about the wonders and worries of raising disabled or seriously ill children. We'll be talking about lots of different things. Lots, whether it be the price tag of disability, trying to get away on a simple holiday or the challenges of getting together as a family at mealtimes. And that's never easy at the best of times. So, on the Table Talk podcast, we are working with McCain who believe every family should be able to enjoy mealtimes together. And Family Fund, the national charity providing grants and essential support to families on low incomes who are raising disabled or seriously ill children across the UK. McCain is supporting Family Fund to help them reach their goal of providing 150,000 grants and services to families across the UK each year. Together, McCain and Family Fund are supporting even more families on low incomes, giving parents, carers and children a voice and helping to create those little moments that matter, like at mealtimes. Now, the pandemic was hard for everyone, but for families raising a disabled child, there were big additional challenges which they are still facing to this day. This episode is all about the impact of the pandemic on these families, focusing on one family in particular and how they got through it all together and what life is like now. Like every family, there were times where we struggle with life in lockdown. And in today's show, we're going to meet a father of four to hear about his experiences. Chibedo has two sons and two daughters, and today he's joining us from Glasgow. Hello, Chibedo, and welcome to Table Talk. Thank you for joining us. Actually, it's a pleasure meeting you, and uh, I'm so happy to uh, get to know you as well. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself, Chibedo, and tell us a little bit about you and your fantastic family? Uh, I'm a father, a lone parent with uh, four children. Uh, my oldest son is 15, then the second one 14, and I have a 12 every girl and a seven-year-old boy. So I have four children. Oh, wow. You've certainly got your hands full. <laughs> yeah. One of them is, uh, who is Naima. It's uh, unfortunately, she is, or oh, I can say fortunately, because she is just wonderful. She is the one that has a health condition. When she was uh, diagnosed, when she was very, very small, immediately after birth, uh, the doctor told us that uh, your baby won't survive because she was having a health condition which we call cerebral palsy. So as time goes by, we were asked to see some health professional. Naima was then at Dundee with us. So we, we were actually trying to travel from Glasgow to, uh, from Dundee to Glasgow to be able to have people who can help Naima. Mm. At that time, we were told to move to Glasgow because that's the best place Naima can get help. And this was quite soon after Naima was born? Exactly. Yeah. Actually, we wow. were told that's the best way we can get help. It's called uh, Yokil Hospital. We have some professionals who can be able to help Naima. We were surrounded with beautiful health professionals, health physio. We have uh, some doctors who are able to help us. So Naima's health is something that I would say... It's a blessing to us. And the way it affected her is she can't be able to walk like other children. She can't be able to run like other children. Yeah. Uh, and coupled to that, she has some stammering problem. Sometimes when she talks, she stammers. Okay. Yeah. When she grown up to that age of around 13, 12, 13, she had another additional condition called startle condition. So eventually if you talk or you drop a cup of glass or anything or move any sound, she react to it. She jump. 
she get help from the school and at home uh, right. around her she has been very very distant we had uh, a very good uh, team surrounded with naima and um uh, i would say it's a blessing having naima so now naima is 14 and and i've read that you know she's like any other teenage girl she she likes to see her friends she wants to be independent but she is supported at a special school yeah definitely so Naima, the best thing ever happened to Naima is her friends, I would say, because she had friends who she started nursery with them. So yeah. from nursery, they moved to primary school and primary, and they are now in secondary school. She's in S3 and they are getting on very well. And oh, um, so. so that's, uh, I think it makes her, her life easier when she goes out and she, sometimes she just stay on the phone chatting with her. With her friends, yeah. That's so, great yeah. to hear. That is, that's so lovely. So are, are Naima's friends with her when they come over and and with cerebral palsy and everything else? How do they sort of deal with that in and around her? Naima, yeah. She has uh, friends, her best friends. They came to secondary school in 2010. In 2019, Naima and her friends went to Florida oh. in the United States. They went for a dream flight sponsored them to two weeks holiday. Right. Wow. So Naima had best time holiday with her friends to Florida. That's amazing. You know, United oh, just fantastic. So, uh, when she went away to Florida, how was that for you? Were you you know, if you weren't there for her, you, you must have been a little bit worried. Obviously there's the there's a little yeah. bit of uh if we look at it in a in a way where it's for ourselves, you're thinking, oh well, that's one less child to sort of cook and clean for for these next couple of weeks. But you must have been worried for her as well absolutely sure but you know what i've never been more relaxed because she was in good hand it's, a, it's like a, a big charity in the united kingdom here they mm. text children disabled children only and they have doctors in this fl- flight they have oh, physios right. so she went together to florida with her friends so that time they, she's getting on well with the friends because we're given cds of their distant tour in america yeah. to florida so it's it's not like yeah. i've been panicking uh, she was in good hand safe hand actually so um we all know our kids better than anyone else so i, I presume when she was there <laughs> and she was calling you you knew she was happy yeah she went on her birthday the day oh, before birthday, and wow. she had the most wonderful birthday, memorable birthday. A day before her birthday, they had yeah. party with the, <laughs> with the flight attendants, with the whole team. So they wow. selected. Sounds yeah, like you're getting yeah. the balance just right yeah, between yeah, so, letting yeah. them be children, but also letting them get some independence. Yeah. We were just talking this morning about our children, saying, you know, is it time that they start? being a bit more independent just getting themselves a glass of water instead of asking <laughs> us to do it and yeah. we both sat there in the car going I don't know what is the right age when yeah. do you do it but I mean we're even discussing if if ours will be okay to go to the local zoo yeah. um, with the school for a day out and, and we've both got those little worries thinking, you, you know, worry will, will they be okay things, but yeah. you've let yeah. Naima go all the way to America which is just incredible and she's done it and obviously made memories and that's fantastic yeah absolutely she's a, a she's a happy girl she's a, the only thing she never pretends she will tell it straightforward I don't like it she would just tell yeah. it I don't like it yeah, that's she never, good she don't, I think, she I think that's a good way to be <laughs> it's, it's yeah, a great yeah. way to be honesty I mean our children are far yeah. too honest sometimes yeah, but it's, I think it's a good thing can, can I just ask sorry Chubedo, just mm. you, you're a single dad with four children and the, the, you're the first single dad we've had on the show so just for myself do you have family around you? How do you cope with certain things? Because I know, obviously, men and women, we have different ways of looking at things and we have different ways of coping with things. And it's not very often I get a chance to speak to many single-parent 
families who it's the dad, it's normally the mum, isn't it? How do you go on up there in Glasgow for yourself? Do you have people around you? Do you have family? Do you know, tell me a little uh, bit about that. To be honest, buddy, I don't have any family. I'm a lone parent. Lone mean lone because I lost my parents. I never told you originally I'm from Nigeria. When I came in here in 2003, I came in just to study my master's degree in Dundee University, Abate University. So after I finished in 2005, I got a job. I was working with a company and I was very established and I was happy staying here. I bring my wife over here. So we were settled. We had all the four children in Dundee. I was living with my wife. She came in here before she died. We had a family friend, Professor Rennie Robert and his wife. They are Scottish family. So he passed away. Uh, and his wife passed away. Both of them, they stayed in Eaglesham. It's not far from here. So they really helped me. So that's the only family we really, really helped me when I was as a single parent. That's how uh, I'm able to cope up. But to be honest with you, mm. despite that, I have to struggle on my own because uh, I have to, on my own, to take them to school, pick them up, drop them nine o'clock, pick them three o'clock, and they go to religious lesson to the mocks. I have to drop them to the mocks and pick them at seven o'clock, five to seven. So I get cooked for them if I had time. If I don't have time, yeah. I had to actually go and order some food from the restaurant. So it's a continuous routine. I send them to bed at nine o'clock. The next morning, I wake them at six o'clock, help Naima, help uh, the wee small boy because when my wife passed away, he left a wee small four months old baby. I raised them oh, up God. on my own. So it's really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I would imagine, I don't know how I am able to do that. But um, Well, I, I think you're, you're able to do it. Mm. Firstly, the human spirit yeah. is an amazing thing. Yeah. And you're in a situation there where you're four fantastic children and they are so lucky to have a guy like you yeah, looking after you, them because your days, Chibedo, are just spent, you know, mm. predominantly being there for your kids and making sure they're happy and providing and everything else. And I, I suppose listening to you there talking about it, your days are so busy with the kids. <laughs> you, you probably you probably don't even think about yourself, do you? No. You know, I mean, you don't have time to kind of really do anything for yourself, I suppose. Not necessarily, to be honest. Uh, my focus every single morning is from Monday to Friday. These five days I've never had time for myself because... Every single minute, I would be expecting a call from school telling me your daughter, yeah. I saw, so you had a daughter have an allergy reaction. You need mm. to come and get him or get her. I have four children. On top of that, all of them, except Naima, they have allergic, not allergic and egg allergic. So our, our, li our little boy has a nut allergy as well, so we know it, what that's it's, like. Yeah, it's yeah. Scary. So this Naima was very lucky. She's allergic free, but still yeah. uh, the remaining ones are. Uh, the one that affected. So. I mean, I just think you're absolutely incredible. I'm sorry that you've experienced so much loss. I think it's amazing that you've got these four children and although your hands are full, you've got an amazing little family. I'd love to know how the siblings are with Naima. Naima is uh, a very jovial girl. She has, she's very friendly with them, but she is the only thing with Naima is uh, she doesn't want people stepping on her toes. Okay. <laughs> she is, yeah. uh, other than that, she's getting on well with the siblings. She knows what she wants. If she, uh, you great. tell her something, 
she never like she will tell you straight away on your face. You say, yeah. Daddy, that is not how I wanted to. I wanted to serve. <laughs> you <laughs> so, are raising a very strong little lady. Yeah, so she will tell you straight away. She never hide her feelings. She never shy from telling the truth. And she will be, the only thing is I try to train them to not to cross the line. For yeah. example, yeah. if uh, every single of them would hand in their gadgets before they go to bed, I don't let them to sleep with the phones and the iPads. I collect them. Yeah. They knew the time, maybe quarter past nine or half nine. Every yeah. gadget is in my room. Then they collect them in the morning at eight o'clock. Tell you what, Chibedo, that you know what's amazing about that. You're on your own now, yeah, and uh, I wouldn't have a problem with a- any single parent yeah. just saying to the kids, "You know what? Have your phones. Have this. Do that." Just to give yourself an easy life. So you've set that precedent, and that is. Yeah. Some doing. I mean, you're outnumbered in your house as well. You've got four kids and there's only you as the adult. So they must be giving you, you know, grief all the time. Going, Can we just have our phone? Can we just do this? Can we just do that? The fact that you've got them into that routine for people listening now. And, you know, I've been guilty of that in the past with my, with my children going, oh, right. Okay. Go on. Just have it. If you want to, if you want to look at that, just look at it. I and think give it's me a break. Body. It teaches respect and routine and routine so important to our kids and mm. as we know during the pandemic that's something that we're going to talk about today mm. it really really affected us the whole change in routine and we definitely allowed ours to go on the computers mm. more than normal and now trying to claw that back it's been really difficult how was it for you at home with all four children it's really hard especially during pandemic is uh, i would remember in the mid of june 2020 at that time i i think I had a very, very difficult time. The reason being, when my children and I were together, I felt like I had COVID, to be honest. I never knew I had COVID, but it's just, it's just a, a feeling. Yeah. yeah. So the children talk with you at home. And mm. couples to that, they usually normally go out to go and play. They ask me, Daddy, why are we not going to play? We just try to explain to them. And as I said to you, I felt I had COVID. I was trying to protect myself or protect them from me. So I had to yeah. go into my room, lock in myself. If a child coming into my room, I feel like, oh, my God, how can I explain to them? No, no, stay there, stay there. They say, Daddy, why? Why are you avoiding us? So I just said to them, yeah. no, it's not like avoiding you. It's just and I don't know what to do. So you try to isolate in your own home whilst raising four children. Exactly, in my home, in my room, yeah. But at some point, I tried to stay strong for them. We, we were told that this virus was deadly. Nobody knew how it behaves. Nobody mm. knew how. Uh, but I've been seeing over the internet. That was my source of information, either yeah. TV, BBC, CNN, just sourcing the internet. Mm. And the way I see how people are dying, so it scares me to death. So I Everything felt like was, was so uncertain. Bad. It was such a scary but, time. But also as well, your children at the time, so your oldest who's 15 would have been 12, 13 at the time. Yeah. So they're totally aware of the news and what's going on. And obviously we all know kids love a cuddle and they like knowing the security, the parents there. So if you're isolating in your house and those kids can't come near you because of your worries of making them ill and being subjected to whatever the news were saying every day. How did the kids look at it? How, you know, did they understand it? And did they understand when you said, look, you can't come near daddy at the moment? 
No, no, they didn't understand because the children were complaining because there was a certain appointment because, you know, my daughter who was disabled, yeah. all of her appointment was being annulled. And um, I had my older daughter who was diagnosed with arthritis. She had her most of her appointment been cancelled. Her medication has not been yeah. delivered by care at home. Mm. So it's a lot of things has happened. So this has definitely impacted us negatively. But yeah. what kept my moral going back to that question was try to stay positive for the sake of the children try to push my mom or just on my own. But I wish at that time I would have had someone who could reassure me, say, listen, you're going to be okay. You're not going to die. Yeah. yeah, Everyone needs that arm yeah, around the shoulder so. and just that reassurance. Mm. So from knowing you didn't have COVID to sort of right going, right, I don't have to isolate at home, but I'm still being careful. How did you then go on? Because I know you had an incidence of having to leave the children at home to nip out to get things from. Yeah. So you went to the shop, is that right? You went to get some toilet rolls, which in the pandemic is was a test in itself, yeah, trying definitely. to find a toilet yeah, roll. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about what happened when you first went out and you went to the shop? Because I'm sure people listening will be interested in that. One day, we just ran out of a toilet tissue with my children. I stocked them in the car. We just had to, I went to a nearby neighborhood shop. So I had to stay an hour and a half on the queue this was a long, long queue. So I yeah. had to stay, as I said, hour and a half before I get into the shop. So by the time I get into the shop, that everything in that shop has been cleared out. People bought them yeah. all. So I found an empty shelf. I was so disappointed. A, a, a gentleman was standing behind me. I think he was one of the staff. So he knew I was so desperate. I said, I have children. I have a disabled uh, daughter. We definitely need tissue. So he just got me a roll, uh, one pack of roll. Right. And uh, I saw a gentleman also. It was very scary. It was very funny. He was struggling and pulling because at that shop, almost every single thing was being sold. People yeah. are buying. I don't know. It's a panic buy, we call that in here. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that gentleman was dragging a bag of compost, the compost, the one that you put for yeah. the flowers. Yeah. So he was just dragging that bag and say, what are you going to do with this? <laughs> they said to me, no, no, you need this because this is going to stop the COVID-19 coming into your house. All you need to do, just pray at the back of your garden. Really? Yeah, I said, I just oh said, okay, give God. me one. So I managed to get a bag of Kaposula. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy uh, to think, think about The things how we did back then, it's, it's, yeah, it's crazy. I have the leftover, half of the bag in front of my house now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I couldn't finish it, but I did it anyway because at that time, whatever people tell me is going to cure the pandemic because we never knew we never when the, the vaccine is going to come, likely to come. Yeah. We were told that it's going to take last for 10 years for vaccine to mm. be developed. When you're, especially when you're a single parent, you've got children that you will literally, you know, the desperation of, I've got to be here for my yeah. kids. I've got to survive yeah. this. And which is, you know, no talking about it. It feels like, God, can you believe everyone was so panicked? But yeah, you can. When you think about dragging a bag of compost home because in the help of it, you know, <laughs> you think he's got that is the most craziest thing ever. But at the time, it didn't seem like And when, when everyone's in this panic situation, these are the things you do, don't you? You know, but did you have a, an anxiety attack at that time? Was, was this where it all came too yeah, much for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. I thought I was going to die. 
um, to I never knew I would be sitting here talking to you because I thought I was going to die. And yeah. I was thinking of writing a will, telling my older son or just giving him some of my bank cards, telling him the, mm. the pink quotes and all this. So something crazy come on my head. I said, oh my God, what no, am I going to do? It, yes, it, was, just, it was a frightening time. Exactly. It was extremely yeah. scary and no one yeah. knew what was going to yeah, happen. And like so. you said, you, you're you very much on your own. You did mention that you, you don't have much support. You haven't got family around you. But I know you did get some help from our favourite charity, Family Fund. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. Family Fund is one of the best charities. They are doing great work. And especially for me and Naima, they really helped. I came to know them in 2017 when I've been in Glasgow here. So someone said to me about Family Fund, have you ever applied? I said, no, the application was successful. So we were given a laptop. At that time, Naima and the other siblings used to share uh, her mom's iPad. So they've been fighting over the iPad. So yeah. uh, so it's a little bit drama sometime in the house. I have to. We know that too well, don't yeah, we? <laughs> to, uh, it's my turn. It's my turn. It's my so. Yeah. So when that laptop came, I had a very good time with Naima because she could now be independently using that laptop. That was the first uh, gadget she had. So that's really helped. Another thing, family fun has helped giving us uh, a dishwasher. As family, yeah. is, uh, you could imagine. That's amazing. Uh, I do cooking. You could imagine after coming back from all these trips, long trips, and after they yeah. mess up the plate, washing it. So I felt that dish was, uh, has really, really helped. It's a big help, a yeah, big, big help for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, and uh, anyone who's listening to this, we mm. always say, and we'll mention it again, again at the end, if mm. you're, you're struggling with anything at all, like Chabeda were just saying, like even a dishwasher, you know, it could be anything, a laptop, a holiday, whatever. Yeah. Please Google Family yeah. Fund. Reach out, yeah. ask for help. And also anyone that can yeah. donate and support. It's so, so helpful to yeah. all the families yeah. that are struggling. And yeah. I know one of my favourite things I've just read was a grant from Family Fund that took you and your family to Liverpool. Yeah, definitely. Liverpool was the best experience, honestly. Oh, no. Yeah. Don't say that. I'll never, hear, I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> it's the best city I've, in the I've, world. No, I've been to Brighton with the children, but they prefer the Liverpool experience. I've been to Brighton <laughs> <Yes>. Pier. <laughs> they prefer uh, Liverpool because uh, the Liverpool one was very, very memorable for especially Naima. I think that's the incredible thing with Family Fund. Like we said, they, they can help with all kinds of things. Yeah. Memories are the best, you know, and, and to hear that you've been able to create some amazing memories with your family in Liverpool is wonderful. It's a, it's a lot of help we receive from Family mm. Fund. I'm, we really, really been so grateful to them and to their partners, McKen as well. So yeah, <laughs> Naima's favourite chips is McKen, so <laughs> you can imagine she... How are meal times in your house? Our meal times are a little bit all over the place, but yeah, chips is definitely yeah, yeah. a favourite. Uh, How is it for you? Yeah, she likes she like, uh, making chips. Every, if I go to shopping, the first thing she would just take the bag and put in the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> but also as well, with, with four kids, you've got to do you've got to have stuff what's easy to do. Yeah, you yeah. whack them in the oven and you're, you're away, ain't you? So we, we sit down as a family on a table in the kitchen. So when I cook, usually the children tell me what they want to eat. I have to ask them, what yeah. would you like yeah. me to cook for you today, guys? Then everybody, yeah. this one will say, Daddy, I want macaroni cheese. And the other one will say, No, I want chips and fish. 
Uh, yeah. the, the, the one we say, no, I want plain rice and uh, salad <laughs> and lettuce and all this. So Our I have to prepare. Well, I normally yeah. do. I do have to do variety of food. So that's how it works. But our meal was very great. So everybody have to have separate choices. I think so, each and every meal time, every every yeah. family that we've spoke to, they all do it differently, and it's yeah. just whatever works for you. As long as everybody's happy, they're all having something to eat. I can I can amazing. I ask, yeah. with that in mind, were you saying about you know sometimes you'll order stuff in as well, which which again we do with the nut allergies with the children. Yeah, what kind of things do you order in, and are you always confident that the restaurant you're ordering the food from? Mm. will be totally nut free because again with nut allergies and every child's different yeah. some children can't even go near a nut or they can't you can't even use nut oil because of the fumes in the air and everything else and they yeah. get a really bad reaction where other children might have a nut allergy but can deal with things so like our, that our son Leo we yeah. have to take two EpiPens everywhere he's eight and he's got a nut allergy mm. um, and we're, we're quite scared of eating out yeah. because of that so yeah. how is it for you? Yeah, definitely. The way I normally do mine, if I am um, to order a cooked meal, usually a favorite restaurant is kebabish. So yeah. they do some of the biryanis and then the curry, the Indian curries that they make. So that's right. what I normally order. We have to be very careful in our choices, which we make. Right. Naima is allergic free. She can eat anything except poison. But <laughs> all, yeah, but that's advantage of her. She is disabled. But yeah. one other thing she has, she can eat anything, everything if she likes. She would just so. If I go to shopping, I don't worry much about her. Yeah. But about the three guys. Obviously, family fund. We've covered holidays and things like dishwashers and computers and stuff like that. But how important is it for you as a parent? knowing they're there what's it done for you aside from the materialistic things to be honest it's make my life easier if not because of family fun i would have been struggling even thinking about how to be able to contain when children are fighting on uh, simple gadgets so that means a lot to mm. me and to the family as well they're very good charity because they really understood how emotion works when disabled children have been given opportunity to go out outside where they are. For example, the holiday, look at the holiday perspective. Yeah. If not because of the family phone had been able to give us that phone to go, I would have to be struggling, cutting, cutting out from my budget, mm. try to sponsor the whole family. But because they were so kind, try to understand how to make children who have a disability to keep the whole family happy. Yeah. So you can see how effective they are by granting this fund to the disabled parents. So I, I'm so grateful. It's, it's something that will continue to support and encourage others to support as well. Because when you do it, you don't do it for yourself. You do it for other family as well. Yeah. So we're so grateful. They have impacted our life in a positive way. And we're so, so grateful to them. Oh, that's so amazing to hear. And it's it's just incredible what Family Fund do. And to hear how much they've helped and supported you. And create memories more than anything. I think that's the mm. most important thing. Memories that are going to last forever. And experiences right. for you and your children to have little mini breaks over here is just it's so so lovely yeah. i've absolutely loved talking to you today but before you leave us we do something on every episode called table tip so before you leave us i want to hear what is your top table tip well my top table tip is 
never, ever, ever, ever give up. And never, ever, ever let your worries get the most out of you. Try to stay on top of it. Wow. That's an incredible top tip. That I think that's probably my favourite of the whole series. And, and I've got to say it as well, as a father myself, you've inspired me. Thank you, sir. <laughs> it's been amazing talking to you. And do you know what's even more amazing? How busy your life is raising these four amazing children on your own and how busy you are, you do all that with no coffee. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most amazing. How can you do all that on cups of yeah, tea? Just uh, with milk like baby. <laughs> yeah, it's just make me. But remember, it's just like I said, never give up. Whatever happens, try to stay on top of your worries. Because if you don't let your worries put you down, always stay on top. Amazing. I'm so, so, so happy to meet in all of you. You are lovely couples. Oh, and you are wonderful. You. Honestly, I am your big fan because I heard about you for long and I read about you. It's a privilege. It's an honor speaking to both of you right now. It's an honor speaking right, to you, honestly. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people listening will agree. You and you'll be, so and you're not only an inspiration to, to us, but I think people listening will be inspired by you as well. So thank you so much for taking time out of which, which is a very, very busy day for you. Every day is busy for you, isn't it? All I would say is if the, the children at school now, feel free to get on the coach and have half an hour's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Until they come home. No way, no sleeping daytime. It has to be night. It has to be oh. night, yeah. Oh. Chibedo, thank you so much for joining us on Table Talk, sir, and good luck with everything in your life going forward. Thank you so much. Thanks, Paddy and Christine. Thank you so Take much. Uh, nice bye speaking bye, to you guys. Chibedo. Thank you, thank bye. You. Thank you, bye. Cheers, pal. Take care. Thank you, bye. <laughs> Thank you so much to Chibedo for joining us today on what is sadly our final show in this series of Table Talk. Oh no, no, no. It's been amazing to get to know all the parents and their kids and we've really learned a lot about the highs and lows of family life, Uh, the many challenges our guests have overcome and the super support they've received. It really has been great. We've loved hearing such personal and candid stories and experiences and getting a glimpse into what quality time looks like for each family. We'd like to give an extra special thank you to the charity Family Fun. Round of applause for Family Fun! It has been such a privilege to speak with our guests and hear about Family Fun's phenomenal work. As ever, if you're able to make a donation, big or small, it doesn't matter. It'll really make a difference to so many families. And, of course, a big thanks to McCain for getting us all together for Table Talk. We love the McCain! We hope you enjoyed the shows, and like me and Christine, hopefully you've picked up a parenting pointer or two. Thanks again for listening, and take care. Bye! Bye.